Welcome to the Unapologetics Podcast. Today on the show, we have Christopher Polson, award-winning teacher, and Vito McKenzie speaking on this end of the mic. So, Chris. Hey, how's it going? Oh, just another day in quarantine. How about you? <laughs> I'm locked in. <laughs> I'm locked in today. I'm locked in today, but uh, I'm looking forward to jumping into it here. Yeah. And you know what? We just, there's just so much. I mean, I'm looking at our content today and I'm going, this is probably a few episodes in of its own. So let's, let's get right to it. For sure. Uh, so it's the end of the year. Most teachers are getting their schedules right now mm -hmm. and figuring out what's happening next year. So let's, let's start with this. I got my schedule. I have religion on my schedule. Uh, I'm excited. I like the chorus. I'm thinking, oh, religion, you know, that'd be something neat and good to go to. But here's the issue I'm running into. It's a write-off to teachers, students. And it, it, to be honest, it's never taken seriously. Like, I mean, if teachers aren't going to take it seriously and men's not going to take it seriously, why should students or parents? So I got the course. I'm excited. How do I start? Like, how do I even approach the subject for next year? One of the things I think is absolutely crucial when it comes to like, I've got, oh my goodness, look, I have this block two religion course, or even at the middle school or the elementary level, I have this 40 minutes every day or every other day that I have to teach religion. What am I going to do? Uh, I, I actually think that the first step, whatever grade it is, whatever course it is, is to, to open the curriculum document. See, I think so often um, people forget that across the board, it is still a curricularly based course. Now, whether that curricular comes from like the Ministry of Education or whether it's locally developed or whether it's one that you've taken from a different district, um, find out what it actually is. Um, find your people who have done it. Uh, find your people who are your religion leads. And that first step to me really is see what I actually have to teach. Don't let it be the afterthought until, oh, school starts tomorrow and I have to do religion. I'll throw on an episode of the Bible on Netflix. Um, well, no, seriously, you know, that's because it's uncomfortable subject matter. We turn to things that are, are I don't want to say easy because, I mean, obviously even the Bible on Netflix is – if you treat it right is very deep and very, and, and you can do a lot with it, but because it's something that is so different from what people are used to doing with any other subject, we have curricular documents that say this, 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 and this, uh, you know, these are the skills that have to be learned. But when we're talking about religion, we're, we're dealing with issues of history. We're dealing with issues of theology. We're dealing with issues of philosophy. We're dealing with issues of belief and, 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 uh, and current times. And we need to figure out what the hell we're actually going to be talking about um, so that we can start to, to make a roadmap between start of course and end of course. And that is before we even look at what lesson one is going to be. We need to know what it actually is. So when someone says like, oh, I have a religion. Um, I know that this is a course that is often looked at as a write-off. I know this is a course that sometimes is not taken seriously. And, it, and unfortunately, that is the case. Um, I think it's so, 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 so crucial to, to crack it open and see what it actually is. Because I guarantee there is not a religion curriculum that exists that doesn't have a goal 
of being rich, that doesn't have a goal of going deeper, that doesn't have a goal of actually making some meaningful connections. So that first place is actually opening the document. Um, And I'm not necessarily sure unless there's like the individual at the school who's going to go and help you. I'm not necessarily sure people think of that to be the first step for religion. What they think the first step is supposed to be is where's the teacher's guide. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. when in like any course, a teacher's guide is just a guide that's connected to a textbook and that's, we don't, we don't textbook teach. Um, So that first step is, you know, accept that you're going to have to do it. Okay, so let let, let, let me interrupt you there because you brought up a point that, you know, you put on an episode of the Bible or Joan of Arcadia or or some whatever, an episode of The Simpsons, you know, which I've done before as a teaching methodology, but you brought up the issue of being uncomfortable with the Mm -hmm. subject matter. Okay, so I got religion. I'm uncomfortable with it. And that could be because maybe I have issues with what I think religion is, or I don't understand it, or I don't have the depth for it. Um, Because as you know, religion isn't a subject it's a cross-curricular subject it's it's history theology uh, archaeology psychology like it's, it's so many different subjects intertwined together uh, and so how, how do i get over that uncomfort because i'm not comfortable teaching it i i need a guy like you like you said i i want to go to a guide now because here's the document i got to teach this but oh ew. i also think there's a lot of, i you know you're hitting on a lot of good nails because i i also think along with uncomfortable I think more and more and more, there's a lot of fear, especially with the younger teachers, because, okay, I'm teaching in a Catholic school district. I know I'm going to have to hit these hot button issues. And no matter what I say, there's going to, and and, and you know what? Younger and younger and younger kids are more and more on the ball in terms of what's going on in the world. Mm -hmm. There's a fear too. Like if I'm going to talk about heavy subject matter, polarizing subject matter, that's another, I guess uh, that's a good, another layer to it. Um, but but it comes down to that, like, except you're going to be teaching it and understand like, okay, there's a guide there. Know your curriculum. I, I've always said like the, 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 you will never like have those moments when you're tongue tied if you have a good understanding of, of, of the curriculum. And then what you do with the curriculum is on you. Um, So I guess where I'm going with that is like, accept it, get to know what you're actually doing and then start planning. Okay. Uh, So I I go to the curriculum document, I'm looking at it and and we could talk about first day and all that stuff, but let me, let me, let me, before we move on from there, let's, let's take it to another angle now. So I'm a teacher. I didn't, at the end of the year, I got my schedule. I have a religion now, never taught it. Don't care for it. Um, okay. Like, Oh God. I, I like, I don't know what your Who's board is like. Me? Yes, that's it. That, you know, some boards, it's like, oh, I have grade nine religion. What did I do wrong to, to piss off admin? So how do I approach the subject now? I got to teach this course. And, you know, where do I go from here, really? Um, like, why, should, why should I even take it seriously at that point? Well, number one, you should take it seriously because it, it, it's something that affects the hearts and minds of everybody, regardless of what they say their belief system is we live in a world where whether someone wants to agree with it disagree with 
hate it, love it. It is the biggest aspect of humanity that ties us together. If you, you should consider yourself lucky that someone is entrusting you with dealing with the heaviest subject matter that affects life more than anything in the world. I have never heard of a war being fought over the Pythagorean theorem. <laughs> and, and, and that is not to say that math is not absolutely important and crucial, but this is something that is prominent in the world forever and will not go away. So no, consider yourself lucky. I don't want to teach it. This sucks. I, I can't believe I'm getting punished for this. To me, and I hate to say this, if that is the immediate place where you go, you really need to start considering if you are in the right school, the right district. Um, Faith-based education exists in faith-based school divisions. Um, I know that it's hard. I know that it's one that, uh, you know, you, you can't, you can't fault people for not having degrees in theology. You can't, I mean, who wants to be like, okay, mom, I'm going to work at the theology factory. I'm going to make you real proud. Um, <laughs> you know, but, uh, but for, in terms of the attitude, there need, like, it's problematic if when you were given a course like that, if, if your, your immediate reaction is, this is stupid, this is negative, this is bad, I don't want to do this, blah, blah, blah. Um, I understand fear completely. I understand fear because it's like, hey, you just studied at university for 100 years so you could teach, I don't know, like, uh, you know, like grade 12 social or grade 12 history or something like that. And the, excuse me. And then they're like, here's grade 11 religion. I, I can understand frustration and fear. Um when it comes to negativity surrounding it, I think that's a really like, it's time to take a look in the mirror and, and really address number one, why I'm feeling negative to it. And then hopefully that can lead you to a place of like, let's grow together. Cause Hey kids, day one, when I was told I was teaching this, I had some really negative opinions. And then I, I took a look at our curriculum and I realized these are some of the things that I felt negatively about. Let's explore it. It's, 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 it's a course that really can just be explored. Um, so okay. that's kind of, okay. kind of my look at the negativity. Okay. That, that, and, that, and that's, I think a great start to, to where we're going right here, because one of the things you gotta, we gotta look, look at is okay. I have it. This is, I gotta approach it with that mindset now. And I, I love what you said there about it's not going away, right? No war was fought over the Pythagorean theorem and <laughs> And some people might look at that as be like, well, that's why we have to get rid of religion or whatever. But that can also be an issue to explore as well. Now, what you're really saying here, though, is that we really got to rethink how we even approach the subject oh, from the onset. Like, oh, okay, so so we can't treat it like any other subject, is what you're saying. And, and, and am I putting words in your mouth? Or? We, we can't look at it in terms of... I am going to do this, 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 this course done. We're done. It is not a, it's, it's a course that is more organic than it is structured when done right. Because you can say, okay, everyone sit down, shut up. Here's the textbook. We're doing page 21 to 25. You can do that. And, and here's the thing. I actually, when someone is teaching religion for the first time, one of the things I do tell them is get to know your curriculum and there's nothing wrong with following the resources provided to you. Um, 
but give them the credence they deserve. I, I, there's nothing wrong with that, but it's something that like the first, your first kick at the can do that, then start making it your own. If you're uncomfortable with it, use provided resources, know when to interject, use your professional judgment as to when to interject, but it's something that you need to grow with as well. Like that person who says, Oh, you've never taught it. Boom. There you go. There's nothing wrong with using provided resources. There is something wrong with saying, I have religion. This is stupid. This sucks. I'm not doing it. So I'm just going to put on the sound of music and talk about how people can change. Okay. And, and you know what? I'm glad you mentioned that because when I was chaplain at a school, I had students come to me in utter frustration, grade nine students, because their religion teacher, literally, here's a textbook, read, do these chapter questions. And then we're going to watch a video on Netflix. Mm -hmm. And that was every day. And they were, and they were, and they were coming to me. And this is like a, a what you would call a, an engagement school. Um, inner city school would be a more vernacular term for it. And they would be like, sir, I'm so pissed off. Like, th like that's all we do. And then she gets mad at us if we act out and I'm kicked out of class every day. Cause I can't stand it anymore. I'm going to lose my shit. And, and that's what they're telling me in the office mm -hmm. because this is, this is what is done. And, and, and so when we look at the fear you're talking about and, yeah. the, and the, the organic way to approach the subject, that could be very scary for people, especially those who love structure in the yeah. curriculum. I, I like knowing, I like planning my entire semester or year mm -hmm. to the day and don't get me off my railroad track. It's, it's, I'm just going to jump in. It's funny because like I'm, I I have to tie it to like I can only tell my story right I'm only me um I actually uh, do just that if you, I could give you a calendar now that says what I'm going to do on every single day mm -hmm. um but there's a difference between being married to pages 21 to 25 and questions three to eight on page 26 and saying I know we have to talk about this but I'm a teacher and I need to find my entry points to make this meaningful because at the end of the day, two huge, huge points right here to, to kind of, uh, to kind of bookend this. Um, number one, religion class is not a class. It is an experience. You have, you have to take away your mindset of this is a class in a school. Yes, you are in a school. Yes, it is a class, but if that's all it is, then you're going to encounter problems because if you are if you if you are prescribing religion just just listen to what that if you are prescribing religion that's problematic that's when we get into the like um i disagree with that that's bs i'm done because it's an experience because at the end of the day what religion class has to be and what that experience has to be, it has to be an encounter with Christ. That's 100% what it has to be. Now, how you get there, how I get there is my way. How you get there is your way. Um, you need to think about the gifts you've been given. If you are a science teacher, use the gift you have of understanding science and the scientific method, the gifts that you've been given to make an experience where they may not like if they don't know what like Leviticus 247 is, who cares? But if they can say, like, you know what, Mrs. Smith, 
she always put a smile on my face. And and this one time she did this thing and, and it was just so awesome and amazing. That's the encounter. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, it's the safe place encounter. It's the, it's the encounter of, it's the encounter of I've connected with another human being. We've, and we've explored something that's, that's difficult and scary and people disagree with and wars are fought over. Uh, but we did it in a way that respected me as a person and it didn't prescribe what I had to believe to get into heaven. Oh, and I love what you're saying, but let's, let's, let's walk a fine line here because what this could be interpreted as is okay. Religion class needs to be an experience. So let's all just hold hands and sing Kumbaya, walk through a field and everyone gets a credit. And there, and there's the big, you know, there's the kicker, right? Because I wrote a, I wrote a, a document a while ago and I called it academic rigor, but pure joy. Okay, and maybe this is something we can explore in a later, yeah. a later but, episode. But I, I like let's let's touch upon that now yeah. because again, we're still talking about we got the course where we got to teach it next year, so it's an experience. We got to bring Christ to them, and we got to get over the fear of it. We got to encounter it. Um, but how do we walk that fine line between the experience and let's just go? pick daisies or whatever. Yeah. And I think that's a huge issue. I think that's a massive issue because even, even the best of things uh, can go down to the like, uh, Hey kids who are almost 18 years old today, we're going to pencil crayon stained glass windows, you know? (laughs) Um, And, and, you know, and and the thing is like, and I'm not saying like art doesn't have a a part of it, um, but respect your audience. Uh, I, th- I think that's a huge, you know, the, we talk about, I've been given that course. Well, I think a lot of people think, um, again, I could be wrong here, but I think a lot of people, when they're given that religion course, they immediately go back to their in grade, they're teaching kids in grade four, you know, mm-hmm. no matter what grade they're teaching. So understand your audience and, and then know the things like, know the things you're going to talk about. Um, I'm afraid I don't want to do it you know what, you might be given a course, any course that you don't want to do, but you still give it the professional credence that you'd normally give. And you need to have your, you need to have your lighthouses. And what I mean by that is there is not a school district in existence that doesn't have individuals who can't coach, help and guide you. Um, If you're afraid of it, if you don't want to do it, the first person you should be talking to is, is your lighthouse person. Someone who you say, okay, for some reason, uh, you know, this person likes doing religion. Uh, and I don't even mean they have to be good at it. Someone <laughs> who likes doing it, you know, make that connection and say like, okay, you teach this grade 11 religion and you, you enjoy it. And I just got it. And I, I, oh, I, I'll trade with anybody, you know, to do it find your lighthouses because they're going to be the people who, who can prop you up, who again can give you the other things kind of like the physical resources that can help with the academic component of it. And understand that too. Religion at its core is a very academic thing. Um, You're dealing with a lot of uh, similar, um, similar skill sets that you need for any other course but you're you're digging into the mud of history and and you're digging into two 
massive things. I believe that any good religion class is essentially a series of exegesis and hermeneutics. And you're 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 saying we got to figure this out because we're in 2020 right now, and we got to figure this out. So that fear component comes down to your lighthouses. Your you know I got the course. I'm afraid. I got the course. I hate this. I got the course. I'm a deer in the headlights. Find your curriculum docs. Understand what it is you actually are going to teach. Because I think you make a good point. <laughs> How many people think, oh, it's religion class, it's potlucks, and it's flower picking? Um, <laughs> but, well, you know what I mean? Oh, um, no, I, I laugh because I actually did a, I, I did a potluck in, in, in my, well, hey. uh, when, I, when I taught it. And I actually got a restaurant to come in and cater it. It was, it was a nice morning we had. We had a breakfast I, thing. Uh, pretty much every time we have uh, the school district I, I'm in, we don't have uh, Fridays are often tutorial Fridays and kids aren't actually in class. Um, anytime we have a five day week, I do a potluck for the class on the Friday. So I have but, like multiple throughout the year, but there's a reason for the potlucks. You know what I mean? Well, there's a reason. Well, yes. Well, my, my lesson was this is that, and, and, and like we were talking about food and religious holidays and how it's important and how a table is the central thing to almost every uh, religious ritual. And that's because you can't break bread with an enemy. And so that's why food is such an important part of ritual because it's, it's a sharing of food. And, you know, I'm not going to sit down at a table with somebody that I, I want to stab with the fork in my right hand. And, and here's the thing. We can talk about the theology of like breaking bread with your friends, but how about this? Okay. You know, I got this religion. I don't understand it. Uh, I, I, I know that I'm supposed to talk about this stuff. I've got my curriculum. Um, I've gone to my lighthouse. How about this? Hey kids, we're going to have a potluck on Friday because guess what? I made my wife angry. And do you know what I did to make my wife not angry? I took her on a date to a nice restaurant because mm -hmm. that's part of the human condition is that we connect over meals because there's nourishment, because there's conversation, because there's a connection being made and there's something important about that. And when we recognize that these little minute things that we talk about, when we're talking about the disciples per se, we're talking about broken, flawed human beings, you know, the things we, we need to understand when we are afraid of doing it, it's because we are living it. When we don't understand it, it's because they didn't understand it. And we need to jump in. We need to get rid of that. And maybe that's some people is being overly planned, but understanding that over planning doesn't mean prescribing. Maybe it's saying, I'm angry. I don't want to do this. So you find your lighthouse and you say, why should I do this? And they can say, well, let me tell you what you can do. Or maybe it's, I don't think I'm qualified because I disagree with some of the things. Well, that's an opportunity to work through it in a safe place. It's about understanding that when you are given that religion class, it's not about you. It's not a reflection of you as a teacher. It's an opportunity to jump in. And it's an opportunity, you know, I've taught religion classes for years and years and years. And every single time I do it, it could be the exact same course, same semester, two classes. I learn something more about me and I become better. And it's because we let go of the ego and we jump in. And hmm. if someone comes to me, if someone comes to me and says, Hey, I'm, I'm, I, I just got religion. I'm furious about it. I'm going to say, you know what, then let's deal with that anger through this religion. 
you know, let's, 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 let's explore it together. Why is it making you angry? Oh, well, you know what I mean? It's an opportunity to jump in and there's, 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 there's places to do that. And I actually think, I believe it. Every single person, whether they're a professional teacher or not, has the potential to be an absolutely wonderful religion teacher. Well, especially if they're just trying to relay that experience to the students and, and trying to open that up to them. And one thing, you know, I, I've been reflecting upon is at the end of the year, I, I've this year, especially uh, I've been getting a, just a swarm of very nice emails from my students talking about how much they love my classes and how I was a great teacher for them. And that was their favorite. And, and it's humbling, right? Like I'm not saying this to brag because I, as a person who's always self-reflecting, I'm like, oh, did I do enough? Did I grow enough? Did I give what I needed to my students enough? And so these 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 are very nice affirmation markers for me to know that I'm, I'm on the right path. There's but when no the question, course. There's no course where you get to connect with your students like religion. Yes, and I think you know, as a growth as a teacher in general, uh, one one of the things that always struck me one of the lessons I always take and it's a lesson that actually applies not only just in teaching but in anything you do in life is people always ask you know how did I do what value did I have you know what did they think of me and it's a very egocentric and I always asked the other question what value am I adding to my students how are they doing what what do they need and that it's tough because that means you have to go off your own rails. You have to go in places that you're not, you're not comfortable with. You have to have conversations you might not be ready for. You, you have to be willing to stretch and it's not a comfortable place. If you're not willing to show your vulnerability and your human side, which is, I think why I love religion because it's like, okay, listen, I struggle just like you do. Mm -hmm. I, and these are the issues I have as well. And I gotta, I gotta speak for my own identity, my own experience, and it's so much different than yours. And yours is valid, and I need to hear yours because I can't assume mine is right. Um. Anyway, a lot of empowerment in in, in the courses too. You, you get a lot of people finding their voice. You know, um, mm -hmm. step and and stepping up. Like there's that part. Like it, there's no core. I really don't think there's a course that affords you the time and the ability and the, and the, and actually the push to get to know uh, the people you're teaching uh, like, like a religion class does, because it's, you're, you're going to touch on things that, you know, don't feel good. Um, it's, it's, you're going to, you're going to, you're, you're going to be saying things um that don't necessarily line up with what's going on in practice either. And you're going to have to say, yeah, you're right. There's change that needs to happen. Um, and I think that comes down. I, I think that's part of the fear. I think it's part of the fear. I know um, when the, uh, when the scandals had come out, uh, uh, started the year a couple of years ago, it, there was a lot of people who came to me and said, like, like, what do, what do I say if a kid brings it up? And I said, well, if you think it's awful, say you think it's awful. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I think, I think that that is an issue with it too. I, I really do. 
I think people are afraid um, when they're when they're given a religion class. I think I think the initial thought is like I think I need to toe the party line. Um, when there's but, not a party line, but but there isn't, and and so people assume that the Catholic Church has a conservative theology, and <laughs> you're either conservative or a liberal. Yeah, you know th these terms we have, but I'm like, no, the Catholic Church doesn't have a liberal or a conservative theology. It just has theology. Yeah, and it's it's where you come into it. So I'm in Ottawa, and one of our churches downtown Ottawa is St. Joe's Parish. It is one of only three churches in North America that is specifically LGBTQ plus friendly. Like it, it designates that it marches in the Pride Parade. It has flags. It has. Um, it's the most liberal church you can probably go to. That's amazing. And, and has you know lay people's preaching the homily as well. So the priest gets up, starts the homily, and then a lay person will preach. And there's lineups for that. Down the street, literally, literally down the street is St. Clement's. It uses the Tridentine Mass. So pre-Vatican II, Latin, wow. pre-spaces the altar. Uh, okay, so a like you couldn't find two churches more opposite in their approach to each other and on the, on the, the polar ends of the spectrum. And yet they both exist in the same church. And, and, and communally. Communally. And they're literally down the street from mm. each other. Most people fall somewhere in the middle of that. Yeah, absolutely. And, and um, the, 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 I think that's the one fear that, you know, you can allay from people is like, listen, you just pick your poison. <laughs> and, and, and you can, know, you know, the other thing too is to admit, I struggle with this and I could be wrong, you know, and, and I'm going to grow with you. And, 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 and just... I know too, there are things that like, um, there are things that I have gripes about or, or there are things that I believe or the things that I uh, like say that I know a lot of people are going to disagree with. And it's about like, again, I, I think it's important that we talk about, like, we're looking at this in, in terms of that person who's just got the, the new, they've just, they've just got the news. Um, <laughs> and it's like, it's like every, everyone's at a different place. Everyone's at a different place, but all those places are, you know, they're rivers to the same ocean. Um, and, and, and the turbidity levels are going to be different in each one. Um, but if you're angry about it, address the anger. If you're afraid about it, knowledge kills fear. If you're just bummed that you didn't get your perfect course schedule, deal with it. Welcome to uh, teaching. Know, yeah, you know. Um, and I think that's, I think, I think, you know, when someone comes in and says, hey, this is the, I just got dumped a religion class. What am I going to do? You're going to find your lighthouses. You're going to see where you're standing on that, on that, on that, which river is taking you to the ocean. Uh, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to fight fear with knowledge. Um, and, and can't stress this enough. Remember to have fun. <laughs> it's a blast. You, you, we, we, we really, we really forget that we do. And, and it's funny because we ask people the question, what do you want to be when you grow up? And they have to, they have to give you an answer that is a career, but so few of them even on their register think I want to be happy. Mm -hmm. You know, have fun with it. Find joy in it. Like there is, there's, you can literally talk about anything, anything at all. And tie it to religion. 
have fun with it. You know, that that is a challenge accepted on my part, by the way. I, I, you, I, I'm going to get you to make me a list of things, and I will tie it to religion. Or I'll make you a list. Yeah, we'll do it for each other. Well, let's do it. All right. I think that's actually a good note to to end off at. So Absolutely. A practical takeaway. So if it, if you got a religion on your schedule and you're excited for it, make sure to open up that religion document and see what you're actually going to be teaching. If you're fearful of it, touch base with your lighthouse. If you're resentful of it, acknowledge the resentfulness and the anger and go to that. And I think that's that, that's a great starting point. Um, I think next time we get together, we're going to talk about do you really need to care to get success out of your students? Like heavy, you know, that's, that's going to be a heavy topic. Like, should you just set it up and be like, you know, I really care about you. I, I'm interested in you. Or be like, no, this is what you need. You need to do this and do the tough guy routine or tough person routine. It's all about, do you want to be an instructor? Or do you want to be a teacher? Yes. So that's, that, that'll be our next topic for, so to the people out there who, you know, they got their, they got their schedules and, and there's a religion in there, um, embrace it and, and, and jump in with both feet. Um, and if you do that, um, it's, it's, there's no guarantee it's going to go well, but there's guarantee there's going to be growth and, and you will have safety nets there for you if you've sought them out. Beautiful. Thank you, Chris. Hey, thank you. All right. Well, that's the end of the unapologetics for this week. Join us next week as we dive into the waters of whether you should care or not. The Unapologist Podcast.